This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Well, go with me to the book of Luke chapter 4. Luke 4, and as you're turning to Luke 4, we have been talking about the favor of God on and off for a bunch of months, and so I'm going to try to move us forward in this a little bit more. If you haven't been here, some of the main scripture texts that I'm going to give you, man, this, this is a good one. I, I'm, I'm not against tattoos. I don't have any tattoos. But if I was going to get a tattoo, this may be the one. Psalm 5, verse 12 says, God blesses his righteous and his favor surrounds us like a shield. Ooh, I, I love that. That, that. that verse comes out of me, no telling how many times a day. I thank you, Lord. You've blessed me. You're righteous. Your favor surrounds me like a shield. Favor is unearned blessings. I, I don't deserve it, but God just wants to bless me. In the book of Luke chapter 2, verses 51 and 52, it says the Lord Jesus grew in wisdom and the favor with God and man. Now let me highlight that again. Who did that? The Lord Jesus did. So he said the Lord Jesus grew in favor with God and man. So guess what that shows me? And I can grow with favor. I can grow in that. So we begin here, Luke chapter 4, verse 18. This is the Lord Jesus, and he's quoting the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 61, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recover the sight to the blind, to set at liberty or freedom those who are oppressed. Now, do you know, in, in that passage right there, there may be some things that I just read that may define your life right now. Man, Jesus wants to set you free. Jesus wants to heal you. Jesus wants us to hear the gospel. Now look in verse 19. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The New International Version says, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The Amplified says, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. Now, I really like that one. The free favors of God profusely abound. Now, when I go back and I look at this, Jesus ties salvation and favor together. When you get born again, you come under the favor of the Lord. Now, here's questions for you off that. How do you get Jesus to come into your heart? How, how do you become saved? You receive it. You don't have to do anything for it. You don't, you don't have to be good for 20 straight days. You just receive salvation. The Bible says that you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth. So if I get saved by just receiving Jesus in my life, how do you think you get the favor of God? You just receive it. You just receive it. And a lot of times we have this thought, well, I, I don't know that I'm good enough. I don't know that God would want me to, to, to bless me in that area. Well, God desires to bless all of us. God desires to save all of us, and he desires to bless every one of us. So when we talk about this woman named Ruth, and we're going to go to the book of Ruth here in a little bit. This woman named Ruth was a Mobite. That was a, a Gentile place that they did not believe in God. But this woman named Ruth gave her heart to Jesus. And not only did she give her heart to the Lord, 
she continued to follow the Lord. And the way we know this is it says specifically in Ruth 1 that she said to her mother-in-law, she said, where you go, I'll go. And your people will be my people. And your God will be my God. And where you die, I'll die. And so Ruth said, man, I'm, I'm not only professing your God as my God, I'm going to follow him. And just think about this in her life. She had many opportunities not to follow the Lord. She could have gone back to Moab. She could have stayed there. She didn't have to follow him, but she chose to. Now go with me to Psalms 37. Go to, go to Psalms 37. And oh my goodness, this, this is a powerful one right here. So where we're going with this in Psalms 37, it's going to tie in tonight incredibly with the book of Ruth. And so we go to Psalms 37. And I'll begin in verse number 23 once I get there. Psalms 37, verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered or directed or established by the Lord. Now, when I read that, the thought comes to immediately, okay, the steps of a good man. What would define a good man? Well, I begin to look at other translations here. The Passion says... The steps of the God-pursuing ones. So a good man is a man that pursues God day after day after day. And just think about what he said. The steps of a good man are ordered or established of the Lord. In other words, God wants to order your steps. He goes on to say, and he delights in his way. He loves to obey God, a good man. Verse 24, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Now that may be to some of you tonight. Some of you may have fallen. Some of you may have, have, have gone into the ditch where you hadn't been around. God will help you. God wants to pick you back up. Verse 25, I have been young and now I'm old. Now the author of this song was King David. King David says, I've been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. Now when David says, I've been young and I've been old, he's telling us here, I've experienced all the phases of my life, and this is my observation. I want you to hold on to that. I've been young and old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen the righteous begging for bread. And he goes on to say in verse 26, he is every merciful, and he lends, and his descendants are blessed. Now, how do I become a descendant of the Lord? And I get born again. I become a child of God. And so what begins to happen in this? When you begin to see that God likes to order your steps, God will get you at the right place, with the right people, with the right plan, at the right time. And sometimes we have the thought, oh, that just happened. Oh, no, 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 no. It didn't just happen. God orders your steps. And I believe some of you in here, that needs to be part of your prayer. I thank you, Father God. I welcome you to order my steps. 
I, I welcome you, you to lead me and guide me. Now go with me to the book of Ruth, chapter 2. And where Ruth is, is it's the book right before 1 Samuel. Right after Joshua and Judges. Little, little, little bitty book. Four, four chapters. The book of Ruth, chapter 2. Ooh, I love the thought God orchestrates. God establishes my steps. I think it's going to be shocking to us when we get to heaven and we see how much God has ordered our steps. I, I really believe with this with all my heart. There's days if God wouldn't order your steps or my step, we wouldn't be here anymore. I, I, I really believe that there's times that he's protected us and we probably didn't even know how, how much God did for us. Ruth chapter 2. Verse number one, there was a relative of Naomi's house, of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth of the family of Limelech, and his name was Boaz. So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean. Now, for the last several months we've talked about what gleaning was, was when the farmers in Israel would begin their harvest if their fields were shaped in a circle, all the outside squares, anything outside that circle, those corners were used for gleaning. That meant that, that that's how their poor were fed. The poor were allowed to come into the field and take grain. And so Ruth here, this woman, she comes from Moab back to Bethlehem, and they don't have nothing, and she's telling her mother-in-law, let me go glean in the fields. And she says, let me glean, glean head of grain after whom in his sight that I, might found, that I may find favor. And she said to her, go my daughter. Now it's interesting to me right here, this mobile woman, she says that I may find favor despite her, her background. Again, she's from Moab. D despite her circumstances, she's a widow. Look what she says out of her mouth. She says that I may find favor. She spoke it. She confessed it. Better yet, she asked for favor. And so before even walking out of the house, before leaving, she said, let me find favor. And her mother-in-law said to her, go my daughter. Now, I look at this and, and I think, why can't I confess and ask for favor? No matter my circumstances, no matter my background. See, when I, I give Jesus my heart and I get born again, I, I become a descendant. I become a child of God. And so numerous times in, in me and Shelly's life, we have professed favor and we have professed favor. And we stand before God and we say, Father God, we thank you that you've blessed us. You're righteous and your favor surrounds us like a shield. So I sat there today and I begin to think about all the times we used the favor of God. We asked God for a favor. And one, one thought came to me real quick that we were, we'd only been married for about five years. And um, Shelly had put herself through school. Her last semester in college, she took 21 hours. She drove a school bus in the morning and the afternoon. She had two children to take care of, and she had to take care of me. And yet she did all that. I'd look at her like, dear Jesus, I don't know how you do this. 
She graduates in May and has her teaching degree. And so June comes around and we start praying. We said, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for blessing her with a good job. Nothing happens in June. All that faith stuff doesn't work. Stay with it, okay? Through faith and patience, we inherit. July comes around. We're saying, Father God, we, we, we pray your favor. We ask for a job. Nothing happens. The school year starts in, in mid-August that year. And we continue to say, Father God, you got something. You got something. And people begin to say to her, you ought to just go and put your name in the, in the, pot, in the pot to be a substitute teacher. And we kept saying, Father God, you got something. Well, on a Friday morning before I got up and went to work, she looked at me and she said, I just caught a call from this principal to come to this one junior high. And I said, man, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. The favor of God, the favor of God. Lord, we thank you for your favor. And so, man, I came home from work and I said, what happened? And she said, God moved. She said, the good news is God gave me a job. She said, the bad news is school starts Monday morning. We saw the faithfulness of God. We saw God order our steps. And so again, when I read this stuff of this woman named Ruth, and I want to highlight it to you. Here she said that I may find favor. Same chapter, verse number 10. So she fell on the face. Now let me, let me highlight something. She goes to the field and she gleans. And this is what this is talking about. So she comes back after gleaning. So she fell on her face bowed to the ground and said to him, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? Now, she uh, finds the field of Boaz. And if you notice in verse 10, it says this incredibly, that she found, she bowed down and she said, why have I found, why have I found favor in everything? And so what begins to happen here is she recognized the favor in her life. She realized God had moved and she's looking at him, bowing down and said, why have I found favor? Now, the interesting part of this verse, it takes us to the very next book of the Bible. I'm going to have you go there with me. Turn just a couple pages to your right, about three or four pages, and you'll hit 1 Samuel chapter 1. This is where that, that statement in verse 10 is cross-referenced. She recognized the favor in life. So we go to 1 Samuel chapter 1. And as you're turning there, let me highlight what's going on here. There's a woman named Hannah. Hannah? There's Hannah right here. Hannah has desired to have a baby, but she wasn't able to get pregnant. Now, in, in Jewish customs, that wasn't a good thing to, to be barren. And so she had cried out to God, and she had cried out to God. And her prayer was, she began to say, Father God, I ask you for a male child. Now, some of you may say, can you do that? Well, I believe God likes you to be specific. I really do. Now, with me, I didn't care what came out of the oven. I was good either way. I was good either way. I promise you. I never... So she's asking for a male child. Now we pick up 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 17. Then Eli, Eli was the priest. He wasn't a very good priest, but he was a priest. Then Eli answered her, Hannah, and he said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel will, will grant your petition which you've asked of him. In other words, he's saying, God heard. Verse 18, and she said, Let your maidservant, listen to this, find favor in your sight, so the woman went her way, ate, 
and her face was no longer sad. Then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah's wife, and the Lord remembered her. Now let me highlight something off the Lord remember her. This does not imply that he had forgotten her, but rather that he is now going to bring the answer to Hannah's prayer and unfold his purpose. And so think about this. She asked for favor. Father God, I welcome your favor. Favor me with the child. Guess what she had? She had a little boy named Samuel. Praying, Samuel's come from praying Hannah's. And it happened here that this was a woman who stepped out and said, I, I welcome the favor of God. Now go back with me to Ruth chapter 2. Ruth chapter 2, and I know I'm moving a little faster. I'm trying to get to some places tonight. Uh, same chapter, verse 13. Then she said, let me find favor in your sight, my Lord. I begin to look at this chapter. Three times in 13 verses, you find the word favor. And every one of them came out of Ruth's mouth. Every one of them. And so a lot of times we think, well, the things that happened in my life, that was coincidental or that was lucky. And I don't believe in that. I believe God orders our steps. The steps of the righteous man are ordered to God. And so again, she cries out for favor and she says, let me find favor in your sight. So this is the third time she asked for favor and she goes on to say, my Lord, for you have comforted me. You have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I'm not like one of your maidservants. And so she, she acknowledged the, the, the favor of God that was upon her life. How many of you ever acknowledged or noticed the favor of God upon your life? I've seen the favor of God. Sometimes it, it almost blows me away how the favor of God will begin to work in my life. I, I've been at, this is going to shock you guys, I've been at Walmart and every line was 10 rows deep, it seemed like. And I'd stand there and I'd just look around and I'd say, Lord, I, I don't know that I can handle this. I, I, I don't know that I need a dose of this patience tonight. And I've sat there right there and I said, Father God, I ask for your favor right now. I ask that you bless me, your descendant, with favor. And you guys may think I'm great. I do this a lot. And I've had this several times where this little checker comes out of nowhere. I wonder if it's an angel now that I'm thinking about it. And they say, hey, we're opening this line for you. Come on. And I look. And I, oh, God, your favor is so good. So good tonight. And so just like her, she acknowledged favor. It's very important that we acknowledge favor. It's like, man, Father God, I thank you for favoring my life. Keep reading. Now Boaz said to her at mealtime, come here and eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed parched grain to her and she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. I've been young and I've been old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor begging for bread. Now again, I told you Psalm 37, you would see a lot of this come to pass right here. This is what's beginning to take place. I see a, a perfectly fit here how God began to order her steps supernaturally into Boaz's field and now 
He's taking care of her. And not only does he feed her, it specifically said, and she kept some back. Verse 15. And when she arose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young man saying, let her glean even among the sheaves and do not reproach or rebuke her. Also let grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. He's talking about the favor of God. So these guys are harvesting the field. And Boaz said, and just let grain fall purposely for her. And you guys ought to shout. You know why? We're descendants of the same God. And God just wants to drop blessings in your path. Keep reading. Some of you need to clap. There you go. Leave it there she may glean and do not rebuke her. And so she gleaned in the field in the evening, beat out what she had and gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. Then she took it upon, up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, so she brought out and gave to her what she had kept back after she had been satisfied. You know what that is? That's exceedingly abundantly above what I could ask or think. That's that good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Think about this. Not only did God supply her needs, God said, I'm going to give you enough to take care of your mother-in-law. That's the goodness of God. That's the goodness of God. When, when she had the heart, I, I want to take care of my mother-in-law. I want to bless her. And so we go back to the covenant that God made with, with Abraham in Genesis 12, and God said, I've blessed you to be a blessing. I just don't want you to be blessed. I want you to be blessed to be a blessing. And so the favor of God begins to move in Ruth's life in incredible ways here. And so I begin to look at this and I think, okay, Lord, besides her giving her heart to you, besides her following you, besides your favor, besides your order and her steps, what was some of the keys that took place in Ruth's life that would help us. Now, I got two passages in, in the New Testament I want you to see. Go with me to Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Again, I, I really believe this tonight that there, there's some of you in here that sometimes we have the thought, well, they're just lucky. That, that was just a, a lucky occurrence. That just happened. No, I, I, I choose to believe God orders steps. I choose to believe God still favors people to this day. And he'll, he'll watch over and protect you. Philippians chapter 4. Now this will be a, a scripture that you'll know. But I want you to get this on the inside of you. Philippians 4 verse 19. And my God. Ooh, that's worthy of underline or highlighting right there. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My God. My God, where it says my God, that transfers us or cross-references to Psalms 23, verse 1 that says, the Lord is my shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me by the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Man, again, you see Psalms 37 written all over that. And so again, the Lord is my shepherd. If the Lord is my shepherd, I believe he's going to take care of him. So when he says here that he'll supply all my needs, the Amplified says he'll liberally supply. He will fill to the full your every need. The Passion says he'll fully satisfy every need you have. And so I don't know about you, 
And I, I love the thought, my God shall supply all my need. My God will take care of me. You know, right there, we've stood on that passage of Scripture. We stood on that passage of Scripture so many times in our life. We said, Lord, we, we need you. We need your move. We need, we need your touch on us. And I've seen God move such incredible ways, even in the area of supplying my need, over and over and over. One more verse here I want you to see. Colossians chapter 3, just the very next verse. Colossians 3, verse 23. Now listen to what this says. And whatever you do, do it heartily or willingly as to the Lord and not to men. Everything changes with what I'm doing. When I tag it with, I'm going to do it as unto the Lord. And so when I do everything unto the Lord, it's with a spirit of excellence. I'm not going to do a half job. I'm not going to cut corners. I'm not going to cheat my boss. And so I look at the things. Ruth understood God will supply all my needs. But the other side of that, she knew she had a part to play. And she got up day by day by day and she would go to the field and she would work. The Bible talks specifically about those things. So I encourage you, do everything as unto the Lord and, and then work hard. And, and begin to believe God for, for favor. There's some of you in here tonight that need favor, even on, on jobs, direction. And so even in my own life, that when I was about 25, I, I really needed a good job. I really needed a good job. And so we begin to pray. And I said, Lord, we ask you to move. We ask your favor. Well, I, I got a call from a guy. And he said that this utility company was hiring. And he said, you ought to go down there and apply. So I go down there and apply. And it, it blew me away. How many people were there applying? Well, I find out there's 300 people that applied for that one position. And so I said, oh, Father God, I thank you. Order steps. I thank you. Your favor is upon me. Well, they started weeding that down from 300 and they got to five. And I was still one of the five. And so they called all five of us in. And man, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking the things of God. I thank you, Father God, you're favoring me. You're favoring me. Thank you. Thank you. They narrowed it to two, me and another guy. And I was like, oh, happy day, Jesus. The favor of God, the favor of God. And we both went in the next day, and they looked and said, one of you's going to get it and one of you's not. And they pointed at me and said, and you're not going to get it. And I looked and I thought, I didn't hear you right. That can't be true. So I walked back to the car, and I went home, and Shelly said, what happened? And I told her, and she looked, and she said, no worries. We serve a big God. He's the God who supplies all our needs. And she said, Let, let's just believe God. God's going to do something supernatural. Let's just believe God for the favor. I thank God for a wife who didn't let me quit, didn't let me whine and pout. She said, come on, let's believe God. Two weeks later, the same guy I stood before who said, sorry, you didn't get it, he called me back in. And he said, the reason you didn't get that job is he said, I got a better job for you. Woo! Solo Dios sabe. For you gringos, that means God only knows. Come on. Get with your Spanish, okay? <laughs> Did I say it right? 
So I saw the favor of God, and they moved me into a position, a whole other company. And for the next 18 years, I saw the favor of God. Anytime there was a position that was open, and I would apply for it, I would get it. I'd see God's favor on me. And I got to a place in my life where my coworkers would say, if he's applying for that position, don't anybody else apply. He's going to get it. I thought, I'm in agreement with that. Just keep speaking that over me, fellas. And so I, I saw God move in that and move in that and move in that. And I use illustrations where I, I've, I've seen the favor of God so many times in my life, just like Ruth did. And so again, God wants you to, to speak favor. God wants you to ask for favor. God wants you to say, man, I'm, I'm a descendant of the Most High. His blessings are upon me. They're upon you. And so I, I can sit here and I can tell you story after story over my life, whether it's in jobs, whether it's for homes. I've, I prayed the favor of God on homes. Here's your good one on a home. I'm, I'm, I'm telling these because I sense the Lord moving in me to help some of you. We'd never owned a home. And we decided, man, it's time to buy a home. Well, we bought a home, but then we had to qualify. Well, some of you, you remember back when interest rates were 11 and 12%, higher than that, and you're like, dear Jesus. And so everything we were looking at, we couldn't qualify. We could not qualify. We had tried, we couldn't qualify. And so what'd you do? We prayed the favor of God. We said, Father God, we welcome your favor in this situation. We believe this house is for us. We're going to trust you and we're going to believe you. Two nights later, it's 10.30 at night, and my brother calls and says, what are you doing? And I said, what do you think I'm doing? I'm in bed, you genius. No, I didn't say it that way. <laughs> and he said, hey. He said, I was watching this news channel out of Albuquerque. And he said, they talked about some first-time homeowner's money that's coming available. He said, I wrote this number down. You need to call them. So Shelly got on there, and we called and started talking to him. The favor of God, that, that house's interest rate was under 10. Now, back in those days, man, you talk, shamalama ding-dong. I mean, that's a big deal. And so we were shouting and the things and the things of God, and we saw God begin to move in that. We saw God. So again, when I, when I tell you that my life is more interesting than Peter Pan, man, will you get to believe God for the favor of God? Now, let me give you one more, and then I'm going to dismiss you, maybe. Who knows? I'm enjoying doing this. We plant this church 20 years ago. We pioneer this church. So what that means that when you start doing this, you have nothing. Z zero, nothing. You don't have a building. You don't have a microphone. You don't have a chair. You have nothing. And so guess what you get to do? You get to believe God. You get to pray and say, okay, Father God, where you lead, you feed. Where you guide, you provide. So we begin to stand out, and God began to provide. And so the, the first place we went was a little uh, uh, duplex. We outgrew it in a month. We, we had church on the South Loop in the old Holiday Inn. You had church in the Holiday Inn? Yeah, what a convenience. Go to the hotel and then go to church. And so we were there, and then we got another building, and we kept growing and kept growing. Well, this building came open, this building right here. And I said, Lord, I'd love to have that building. And so we begin to pray about it. And we realize we're going to have to have the favor of God. 
So we came up here and we'd, we'd go through the building and we'd pray. We'd walk through here. We stood in the parking lot. We'd grab hands and we'd pray. And say, oh, Father God, we thank you for the favor of God. So they had a deadline on when that you took a sealed bid to this, this lady's house. So, man, I'm, I'm walking up with that sealed letter and I'm speaking the favor of God. Man, I'm wanting the favor of God. And so this lady, I hand it to her, and she looks at me, and she takes this little envelope opener, and right in front of my eyes, she she pulls out my bid, and she looks at me and goes, that won't buy it. And I thought, are you supposed to be telling me that? And she said, but I'm going to tell you what will buy it. And she said, the reason I'm going to tell you that is she said, Every time you've walked in that building and every time you've been on the parking lot, the Lord told me, that's the person. Ooh, the favor of God, the favor of God. So I said, so what will buy it? She tells me, I go back to, to our, uh, our board and I said, this is what it's going to be. And they said, Pastor, let's, let's, let's get out of the boat and walk on the water. Let's believe God. Well, that's a good thought, except my name was going to be on the note. A million dollar note. <laughs> so I went to bed that night and I said, oh Lord Jesus, I've, I've never signed my name for a million dollars. So we make the bid, they accept it. Well, now we got a whole other dilemma. We don't have anybody who's ever loaned us hardly any money at all. And I said, Father God, we don't even have a banker. I don't have, I don't have a million dollars in my piggy bank. I said, Lord, we need your face. So me and me and Shelly, we'd get on our knees and we'd say, oh, Lord, the favor of God, the favor of God. We need your favor in this. A couple of days later, this guy called. And he goes, hey, I'm a banker here in town. He said, I know you bought that building from Monterey. And he said, I'm supposed to help you. And he said, I don't know why, but I'm supposed to help you. And I thought, God said he would order the steps of the righteous. Woo, he would order my steps. That's me. And so I said, thank you, Lord, thank you. We went in there, and they blessed us with everything we needed. And so again, yeah, you can clap to the Lord. That's, that's the goodness of God. And so sometimes you're just going to have to step out by faith and believe God. And I believe that's exactly what Ruth did. She stepped out and said, Lord, I, I really don't know what to do, but I know you do. And some of you are in that position right now. Why don't you guys stand on your feet here? You're in that position where you say, Lord, I, I need you to move right now. I need you to move. And so what we're going to do here, this is why I'm quitting just a little bit early. Right now, if you're in a situation, you've got a circumstance, some type of problem that you're having, you say, I need the favor of God. I need the favor of God. If that's you, just, just raise your hand. You're not going to do this for me, okay? Woo, look, looky there. <laughs> There's the favor of God. Keep your hands up, okay? Now, let's, let's just begin to go in here and do what Ruth did. And you begin to say, Father God, I, I ask for favor. I, I ask for favor and, 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 and become specific. Say, Father God, I, I ask for favor in this area of job. And, and, and say that job, I, I desire to work at that bank. I desire to work at Beast. But remember, Hannah was very specific. She said, give me a male child. 
And so let's be specific here. Father God, we raise hands to you and all over the house of God today, the people of God, you said you bless your righteous and your favor would surround us like a shield. You said that you order or direct or establish the steps of the righteous and that the descendants would be blessed. And so Lord, as we stand in here, people all over this, this house with hands raised, Lord, we welcome favor. We ask you to favor in situations. And we ask that you order steps and direct right here. And, and not only do we ask, we say, thank you, Father God. Thank you for the times in our life that you've blessed us and you've favored us. We acknowledge your blessing and your favor. But tonight, even more, Father God, we thank you for moving in this situation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.